Heidi Mai. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Wallace Chapman. Kia Motono Mai Koto Katoa. Coming up. 73 people are killed in work accidents each year in this country. That is equal to the UK's fertility rate from the 1980s. Have you had a workplace accident yourself? Let us know. Also today, they call it the boomerang generation. Young people leaving home but then returning to live with mum and dad. Has this happened to you? Also today on the panel, financial literacy should be taught at school, says both major parties. But one economics lecturer says, nope, it belongs in the home. We discuss. And on this day, 60 years ago today, remembering what some say is the finest speech ever Delivered that at 4.30. And a question of the day for you this afternoon. want your input on this. Do you think it is acceptable for someone to take a day off for their birthday? Or is that being self-absorbed? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Jenny Morton, Investment Advisor and Director of Craig's Investment Partners in Christchurch. Jenny, great to have you here. Kia ora. Kiora Wallace. And Johnny O'Donnell, Tedarawa, founder of strategy and communications firm OD Co. And the wonderful Nelson. Johnny, welcome. Kiora. Kiora Wallace. Kiora Jenny. We have Johnny, Jenny with us. Let's jump into it. And it is Fashion Week here in New Zealand. Clothes and costumes changing by the hour. So here's a question for you Could you wear the same outfit 100 days? In a row. One woman in Australia says no problem at all and has indeed worn the same dress for a hundred days straight. And there's a message in here as well. It's about sustainability. It's also about wool. It's all part of the 100 days dress challenge by US based wool company Woolland. With us is from Australia, Leah Stam, a Gippsland resident, 100 kilometres out of Melbourne. Leah, welcome to the program. Hi, Wallace. Thanks for having me. It is such a pleasure. Do you still have the dress on now? I'm not wearing it as we speak, but I do still wear it quite frequently. Wearing the same dress 100 days straight, isn't that a bit unfair for those around you? Uh, you know what? Nobody noticed. <laughs> the, um, it, was, it was amazing, actually. Um, I did the challenge for a bunch of reasons like you mentioned, sort of sustainability and just just for a, a little inside sort of folly for myself to see if I could do it. Um, and, you know, the, it was, the dress is merino wool. Oh, yes. Um, and it's got, yeah, amazing sort of, you know, antimicrobial, antibacterial properties. So it just didn't smell. Um, so it was actually fine to wear it. I did wash it occasionally, but it was fine to wear it for that amount of time. And nobody noticed. Nobody. Apart from like my immediate family that I told, my work <laughs> colleagues, my own sister, people just don't pay that much attention, really. No, no. Isn't it interesting, Jenny Morton? You know this. What what a challenge this is wearing a the same dress for a hundred days straight. Is that something that you at Craig's Investment Partners could do? Honestly, anybody who knows me who's listening to this will be roaring with laughter right now. Me, I can't even wear the same thing two days in a row, Wallace. I am. A complete 
clothes person. My husband thinks I've got a syndrome because I spend too much money on clothes. I love clothes and I love wearing different clothes. So I think, you know, full credit to you, but it's not something I could do at all, ever. I love clothes. But I did once, in the interests of sustainability, say I am not going to shop for anything new this year. And I lasted... I think I got about nine, ten months into the year, and then I was going away for a long weekend so I to Sydney, so I thought I should get some new jeans or something. But yeah. it is possible to do that, and I am willing to commit to doing something like that. Okay. Sometime in the future, Leah, uh, our, our wonderful um, panellist here has just a, a shock horror. Um, can't wear the same dress two days in a row. Uh, your thoughts on that? Do you know what, though? I, the challenge forced me to get really creative. So I didn't wear it just by itself exactly the same every day. I became really creative with accessories. So I wore different scarves. I layered tops underneath it. I broke out sort of, you know, jewellery that I haven't worn for a long time. Um, Some days I tied it in a knot and wore it as a top with jeans or tucked it into things or I put a skirt on top of it. Um, I, yeah, it really encouraged my creative thinking about how I could wear the same item as a a base layer sometimes but make it look different every day. Yeah, very cool. Um, so that, so that was kind of cool. Well, here's a challenge for you, Johnny O'Donnell. I want you to wear the same shirt 100 days in a row. Well, I mean, I love the idea from the perspective of, as someone with a busy brain, reducing your kind of daily decision fatigue. I love the idea that you can eliminate yeah. that by wearing the same thing. I'm very drawn to that. However, Leah, you must have a lot more uh, control than I do because I can't wear a white shirt for more than a day. Uh, and I cannot imagine <laughs> surviving in the same piece of clothing for 100 days. I'm far too messy. It would just never happen. Do you know what, though? I have three children and I'm a cook in a primary school. So I'm around messy things all the time. I I wore aprons a lot, which is probably something that I didn't used to do to protect it. Mm. And because I knew that I had to wear it every day, I was just more mindful about, you know, spot washing it if I got something on it, Um, Mm. you know, hanging it up each evening. I took a little bit more care with it than I ordinarily would. Um, but I think I washed it four times in 100 days, and I reduced my laundry by just a huge amount. Well, you have a fan here, Leah. Uh, someone says, as a GP, we have been wearing scrubs at work since 2020. I love it. I don't have to think about clothes every morning. I haven't bought many clothes since. Scrubs at work, jeans over the weekend. It's so simple. <laughs> But, yeah, it's easy, yeah. Yeah, this taps into a wider message, though, doesn't it? Both, I mean, it is a uh, it is a thing for a for a, for a company, but it's a reminder of a couple of things. Both that we do tend to um, perhaps some would say overwash our clothes, mm. and actually to um, the innate the innate ability that wool has. Yeah, look, absolutely. You know, I think probably we could just hang our clothes up and air them out a bit more um, right. rather than washing them and then having that sort of level of wear and tear on them as, as much as we do. Um, and also, I think just generally wool has sort of magical properties um, that, that, you know, the minute I put back on, you know, a cotton top or um, bamboo or anything sort of anything else, I notice, oh, you know, it's smelly, I need to wash it. But that just didn't happen with wool. And there's been a drive, hasn't there, Jenny, to actually acknowledge New Zealand wool as well because, uh, you know, uh, prices have slumped, people aren't using it as much and there's uh, a bit of a bit of a drive to say, hey, let's not forget about wool, Jenny. Well, we have this amazing natural um, resource that we grow 
plentifully in this country. And I agree. I think that wool is an amazing um, uh, fibre. I like to wear a lot of it in the winter because I feel the cold. Um, and we should, you know... We, we talk a lot about supporting uh, local. Well, you don't get much better than supporting locally grown wool, particularly merino, which we do so well in this country. Well, it is lovely to have you on, Leah. Uh, thank you so much for being on New Zealand Radio for us. Just finally, are you excited about getting into another dress after wearing <laughs> the same one for 100 days? Do you know the funny thing is, on, on day 101, I, I woke up and I thought, <laughs> what am I going to wear? And I ended up wearing the dress again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm kind of missing the structure of this, the uniform. It, it was it was really easy, but no, I'm not going to do it again. Well, I love it. Very good. Good on you. Uh, and well done. That's Leah Stam there, a resident in Gippsland, Gippsland uh, about 100 kilometres out of Melbourne, who has worn the same wool dress for 100 days straight. Uh, so very good indeed. A uh, better response actually about um, whether or not you support the idea of um, having a day off on your birthday or is it self-absorbed. You are entitled to take annual leave as you please. However, it is self-absorbed to do it on your birthday. That's the question of the day. Text me 2101. Jenny Morton. What's your IBT? I've been thinking this afternoon. Well, for about the last few weeks, I've been thinking quite a lot about uh, the Christchurch City Missions Back to School program um, and their annual fundraiser. And so I am unashamedly plugging this to uh, Cantabrians because it is such a good cause, but it's also a really fabulous fundraiser this year. So if you go to www.baileysplateup.co.nz, uh, you will see a list of venues, of uh, hospitality venues, where you can eat out in Canterbury. And if you pick the um, the, the city mission uh, meal off the menu, then the, the venue will give a donation to the Back to School program. And this program is so important because because it ensures that all children in um, Canterbury can start school on an equal footing with their peers, with the right uniform, with their school uh, school shoes, with the resources they need to start the school year. And every year the mission helps a very large number of families and children just start the school year off on the same basis as everyone else because there is a proven link between feeling like you fit in at school and attending school. And kids whose families can't afford the full uniform or kids who can't turn up with the blazer on so get in trouble at school, they don't go. So Cantabrians, and I'm sure that all the other missions around the country do this as well, but Cantabrians, please get behind the Bailey's Plate Up for a Purpose uh, programme. What a fantastic initiative, particularly when that issue of school attendance and truancy Mm. is so top of mind. And one of the many reasons that might contribute to it is that uh, whānau just aren't able to support some of those basics. Yeah, look, it's not a might, um, Wallace. It's an absolute definite link between kids not having the uniform Mm. and not attending school. So. You know, it's an easy one. You can eat out every night for 30 days, contribute to a great cause, and go to a different venue in Canterbury every night. Good on you. Very good. Nice one, Ginny. What's not to like? So that's the Christchurch City Mission Plate Up for a Purpose campaign. All right. In uh, Nelson, Johnny O'Donnell, I've been thinking.
Well, you've you've put me to shame, Jenny, because I've just been thinking about something that's making me very grumpy. So that's all I've got to offer today. <laughs> In fact, this is an issue that it's not just something I've been thinking about, but that I can't stop thinking about. Uh, and it's the Nelson Tense Agreement that's currently before the High Court. Uh, and I should say before I launch in that uh, Wakatu Corporation, who are funding uh, this litigation against the Crown, New Zealand's longest standing land court case against the Crown, um, they are clients of ours at OD and Co. They don't work specifically on this case, but I thought it was important to say that. For many people, I'm sure, who are listening, you may have never heard of the Nelson Tense Agreement. Uh, it was an agreement signed in the 1840s um, between the customary owners of what we now consider the Nelson region and the New Zealand Company, uh, or the Crown. And this agreement paved the way for the establishment uh, of the entire Nelson region. And central to the agreement was the idea that 10% of the land in this region was set aside for customary owners and that Wahitapu and Papakainga uh, were uh, protected uh, from sale. And like so many other examples in our country, this agreement was was never upheld. Uh, but what's fascinating about this case is that uh, Wakatu, on behalf of the descendants of those customary owners, are engaging with the Crown in court now in a long-standing legal battle uh, led by Komatua Rori Stafford. Uh, and the descendants of those ancestors are, are fighting this out in the legal system under trust law. Uh, and actually they won this particular case in the Supreme Court, uh, which ruled in their favour in 2017. And since 2017, the, the government has refused to engage with the customary descendants at all, um, and they're now backing the High Court, fighting out the extent of the breach. Uh, what's really sad, and the reason that's making me so grumpy at the moment, is because the government, rather than getting around the table, has set aside $5 million to fight these customary owners, uh, instead of getting around the table to find a resolution. It's really troubling when I think about, reflect on our history as a nation, but also here in the region. It was less than 10 years ago that the Crown came here and offered an apology to the eight iwi of Tatawihu for historical wrongs and promised to do better and uh, and restore their mana in the eyes of Tangata Whenua. And yet here we are again with this long-standing case that on the other side of a resolution will unlock huge economic, social and cultural potential. Uh, and it's really tragic, I think, that the Crown are refusing to engage um, in this and and it's baffling, really, because the upside is, is so strong for the region and the whānau behind yeah. the case, they, they really they deserve resolution to yeah, this. Yeah, there's been quite a bit of interest in this, hasn't there, actually? Mm. Uh, long running, right? Filed in 1986. Good grief. Uh, Johnny O'Donnell and uh, Jenny Morton with me this afternoon. Lots to discuss. Thank you for joining me on the panel on RNZ National.